0: Let me be clear, Canada will continue to defend international law, which applies to all nations, and will continue to engage with India. Now more than ever, we need diplomats on the ground,
1: and we need to talk to one another. That is the voice of Melanie Jolie, Foreign Affairs Minister, putting out a whole bunch of fires, including uh, something that broke late in the day, Thursday. And a new spark point with the uh, Indian government. Remember, before all this stuff with Israel, this was the bombshell we were dealing with is, uh, you know, when the prime minister accused India of killing a Canadian Sikh activist in parliament, and now we are kind of dealing with the drip, 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 and a massive drip came yesterday suddenly with news that 41 of our Canadian diplomats there uh, have been stripped of their diplomatic immunity, and so they are unprotected, and they've been removed from the country. But what do you care? Like, what does it mean to you here? Certainly, it has sparked a real panic in the Indo-Canadian um, communities, seeing reports that there are just lineups around the block in Brampton because there are a lot of students, a lot of family, a lot of people trying to get document documentation, like visas, uh, permits, travel documentation so that they can fly back and forth. You know, we've got holidays, we've got weddings, all sorts of things. And so what does it mean? I guess we're finding out. Chris Alexander, joining us, former conservative as well as uh, diplomat, someone with a, I guess, a lot of experience on this. Uh, good of you to join.
0: Thanks for having me, Alex.
1: What uh, does this say to you? I mean, if you're if you're you know caught in the middle of this, which you know we've got a massive Indo-Canadian diaspora, and they want to know, and they're already spooked, obviously from when this thing was sparked. But what does this now further mean if you're trying to you know make travel plans or get documentation?
0: Right. Well. <clears throat> I think it is uh, going to be a, 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 a serious disruption. Um, India has cut off, as you were as you were hinting, visa processing for Canadians. Really, at the outset of this crisis, and now <clears throat> with uh, so many of our Canadian staff leaving India, it's going to be very hard for those missions um, which process visas in in Delhi and. Bangalore, to uh, to meet the demand of Indian students and visitors and workers and so forth. So it's not going to be easy time for people to go back and forth who do not already have visas or who don't have uh, an Indian passport, which is going to get them in. Um, and uh, I think that will continue for some time. We're not going to return to normal for a while. But I wouldn't underestimate the ability of our Canadian team at the uh, Department of uh, immigration, refugees, citizenship—to uh, to be creative, to be innovative, to find solutions—they can process uh, outside of the country and in other parts of Asia or or of our global network. So it's not going to be a standstill. It's great, but it is going to be a slowing uh, and a disruption of the existing capacity, which was which was huge. I think we had one of our biggest, perhaps our biggest uh, immigration team in India, and now many many of them
1: have gone yeah and and in your time you uh you're Afghanistan um, ambassador and also i think wasn't it russia at one point i don't my notes yeah, I, I yeah was you, you've been number around
0: number two at the embassy in there russia but also as immigration minister yeah. i went to india and opened the immigration program in bangalore uh, because delhi which was already a huge mission for us uh, was not enough and now in the in the last seven or eight years we've seen the results of that the number of indian students coming to canada the number of indian visitors the number of the traffic as you say for family purposes, for business purposes, going back and forth has really skyrocketed. And this really puts a brake on that. It's not going to stop it altogether, but it's going to disrupt.
1: Right. And I think we only have uh, 21 now left there. And and um, Melanie Jolie said there will be no pushback on this. So I don't think anything on our end will happen. Uh, already <laughs> made the move there. But, you know, you say there are outside fixes that you can bring in. And what would that look like? So if there's a family, and there are lots of families across this country, but certainly in the GTA, there are people that are desperate to get back to either weddings or have their family come here for weddings, um, mm. things that they've planned for a long, long time or events or, you know. And, and so what would be the workaround to getting that, you know, documentation?
0: Well, for for – Obtaining services from the government of india i, I can 't really say yeah. they 've dug in their heels <laughs> they're at a standstill i, I don 't think new visas for Canadians to go to India are going to be available anytime soon. I hope that changes for Indians coming to Canada. you know the applications are submitted uh, digitally uh, that work when we have spikes um, can be d- redistributed around the world. You can have someone in uh dubai or uh singapore process a visa for india just by clicking a button and sending the application over there so i even though our capacity is it's much less now in india those people are being relocated and some of them will no doubt consider continue their work from other locations it's not ideal uh because they're not together and they don't have the advantages of the office and the system that's that supports them in india but the work will continue so uh, I think Canada is absolutely right to say we're not going to retaliate. We're going to try to uh, continue meeting the demands of Indians who want to come to Canada.
1: Yeah, it's it certainly brought a whole lot of um, a confusion and, and chaos. I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. And so what what do you expect that, that Canadians sh- should get used to or be prepared for? Because obviously tensions everywhere around the world are as high as they, they could be right now. And so yeah. I, this, I think, would work to India's favor. But what um, what should we be expecting?
0: Well, <clears throat> disruption in Canada-India travel and, and relations, that's going to continue. I mean, look, Alex, there are two issues here. One, uh, India rightly points out that Canada has tolerated uh, extremism in the Sikh Canadian community for a long time. And, you know, that led to a major terrorist attack in the 1980s, as we know, the Air India attack. Uh, there continue to be people based in Canada who are making plans uh, to commit violence in India. So that would be a concern to anyone. And and we have not done enough to address that. Um, the current government in particular, I would say, has, has done less than any previous government to address that, hence the crisis. On the other hand, though, <clears throat> we have this evidence, uh, which we haven't seen in full, but which uh, the Prime Minister presented to the House of Commons at the beginning of September, that India assassinated someone or was complicit in the assassination of one of these leaders in Vancouver. And that's a very, very serious uh, allegation. Uh, if it took place, it's it's a very serious escalation. Uh, and that needs to be addressed. The trouble is both neither side is willing to address these issues. Uh, our government here is not willing to address the extremism. Their government is not willing to uh, talk seriously about an investigation and how inappropriate this action is. So, We need to move beyond that standoff. We need uh, cooler heads to prevail. We need both sides to recognize that the others' uh, uh, grievances have merit because this is a distraction. There are much bigger issues that both countries should be focusing on, uh, notably, most recently, the Hamas attacks, uh, but also Russia's continuing aggression in Ukraine and, uh, and the instability that's feeding around the world.
1: Well, boy. Big problems. (laughs) No shortage of them. I appreciate some uh, some insight into that. But I think it'll be somewhat of a relief to know that there are things that can be done, albeit it might take a bit longer. Um, Thanks for your time, Chris.
0: It's a pleasure, Alex. Thanks for having me.
1: Chris Alexander, former immigration minister and uh, former ambassador. So there's your inside look. I don't think the time for panic yet, but it certainly is causing all sorts of problems.